Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 145. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and we've been doing a little bit of experimenting lately. We're doing a series right now. This is our second series on the podcast. This one is with Alyssa. And just a quick side note, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, for quite a while, I was very consistent on Tuesdays and Fridays when I released the episodes. And if you get a little ding notification, if you're subscribed, which I hopefully you are, you'll notice that I haven't been as frequent lately as I would like to be. There's a quite a few more projects that I've been working on right now with campground booking, and I'm going to try to get back to Tuesdays and Fridays, but I uh, just want to be Alyssa shaking your head right now. No, I thought you said you were going to go to one podcast a week. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what kind of demand there is. If you guys send me some tweets and Instagrams that you want me to keep pushing <laughs> to a week, let me know. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Things with campground booking are picking up. We're about to do a big trip across Canada right now uh, to hopefully work with some new clients and things like that. And so I love this podcast and I want to keep producing it to the best of my ability. But at the same time, as you guys know, as you're an entrepreneur and some projects get more traction, you have to spend more time there. And so that's just kind of the place that we're at right now. And I want to share that with you guys before jumping into this episode. If you're just joining us for this series, uh, we're digging into what Alyssa learned in the first seven months, eight months. Oh, now I have to do math eight months of since launching her book, A Beginner's Guide to Living in an RV, and sharing what she learned in the process of writing, launching, and marketing her first book on Amazon. And really, we're catering this to people who already have an existing blog. So basically, how do you take your your existing blog content and turn that into a book? And we've been learning a lot. I mean, this is your, your first time to ever release a book on Amazon. And so a lot of this was just a big experiment for us. Uh, and so it's turned out really well. And we just want to share some of the specifics that we learned in that process in this series. And today, we're going to be talking about just writing tips for getting words on the paper, which I think is probably one of the most challenging parts of writing a book is actually just being able to push it out there and get all your stuff out there on the on the paper because there's like so many mental barriers to I suck at this. I can't get it done. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dig into them. Let's just jump right in. My favorite thing is Hemingway has a quote. He's like, writing is easy. All you have to do is sit down at the typewriter and bleed. bleed. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a mental image. Side note, if you ever go to the Florida Keys, uh, we did it. Oh, yeah. Go to the Hemingway house. Go to the Hemingway house. Um, That has nothing to do with like writing tips in this episode. You know, if you're looking for inspiration (laughs) as a writer and you need a muse, Hemingway is a good one. If you're looking for the ultimate procrastination to write your book, plan a long trip to the Florida (laughs) Keys and just really get into the writing mindset. That's our tip number. Not really. That's not tip number uh, one. Honestly, you know, by the beach might be the perfect place to write a book. Yeah. It's very relaxing. All right. We have uh, five things we wanted to share just that have helped us and really been, you know, things that we think about a lot and just kind of key learnings that came from basically things that we were not very good at and struggled with, but now we're better <laughs> at. So just strategies for getting getting those words on paper, because if you're going to write a book, that's tens of thousands of words. And if you're used to writing blog posts, those are usually only a thousand, two thousand words, maybe three thousand max if you're Heath and you you like to write do the really long, yeah. really long blog posts. Yeah. But writing writing a book is a, a totally different beast. So first up is finding the right time and place. I found that you know, I have my morning routine. I wake up, I read, I do yoga, and then I get into work. And if before I get into that work, if before I start writing, I check my email or check Instagram or anything that has notifications, it totally throws off like my whole mindset because I went from this. I think that too, but I, I literally check 
Instagram and email like first thing. Like I want to. Okay, I so wish, Heath is I a wish, bad example. I wish I could be that like person who is like, yeah, I wake up in the mornings and I I don't do any of these things. I avoid all notifications. And I would like to be at that point, but I can honestly say that like the past like so many months, I've been a terrible example. I roll over and check my email. Like I, I well, don't do it. <laughs> I, I, I easier said than done, but keep going. It sounds beautiful. Okay, so fine. Like being in that right mindset to start writing. So for me. Starting my morning like that is the best possible place that I can be in. For you, it might be writing in the evenings. It might be answering every single email you get before you start writing. People need to know I'm alive. (laughs) Of course. So that's an option. But for me, you know, starting the day, not having any of those distractions, not thinking about anything else that's going on in the world, but focusing solely on my book and having that fresh mind is essential. Yeah. Is it helpful if I leave the RV for you to be able to go heads down like that? It's helpful if you just don't interrupt. Yeah. Sometimes I need to watch my Casey Neistat videos on on loud. Uh, (laughs) Heath did that the other day and I yelled at him and he was like, why would I need to put in headphones? I'm like, but how how do you not have headphones in when you're just scrolling through YouTube? I will say say that building in the habit, which is the second one uh, that we want to share, a second tip, is just write daily. Mm -hmm. Uh, And easier said than done, I started journaling and that's how actually I built my skill for writing was that... I, I've always wanted to write more and I would sit down and want to write blog posts, but I found that I didn't have enough inspiration to write blog posts for other people is my exclusive thing. But writing daily in a journal was the most helpful thing for me to build that habit. I, and I can honestly say it's a habit. I've done it for over four years now. I have, you know, over a thousand entries into my journal, um, into my man diary, as I like to call it. Not really. I don't call it that. But Honestly, just sitting down to write daily, whatever can be done to create that habit is super helpful. We're specifically talking about writing a book right now. So if you're focusing on writing a book, writing daily, it should be working on the book. And I found it's better to not think of it like, okay, Monday, I'm going to write chapter one, Tuesday, I'm going to write chapter two and go in like that, but really just dedicating, okay, Monday, I'm going to write for two hours. And then Tuesday, I'm going to write for two hours. And don't focus on the results, but focus on, like you're saying, building that habit and going at it every day and kind of chipping away at it piece by piece. Yeah. And one app that I actually use for a long time, what is it called? I literally just looked it up before this podcast. Okay. Commit. It's Nathan Berry's. Yeah. It's it's an app called Commit. And so Nathan, uh, it's basically what it does is it tracks, like you just click, I've committed to do a hundred pushups a day. I've committed to write a thousand words a day. And then you just say, yes, I did. Or no, I did. Or actually if you don't Can press you anything. Do like I commit to write two hours anything, a day. Anything. Yeah. You could literally put anything you want that you wanted to commit to doing daily mm-hmm. and you string together all of the days on the app. So you could have a string of 300 days. And after you get to a certain point, you're like, I don't want to break this string, so I need to keep going. So it's just a nice little app. It's like maybe two or three bucks, and it's just- On a, your phone? On your on your iPhone, yeah. Hmm. So you can download it and use it. And I did that for a long time with the writing as I was trying to build that habit. So just have something to track because you're like, oh, I did it another day. <laughs> All right. What's the third thing? The third thing. Okay. So you're talking about writing every day. That's great. Sometimes you just can't write anymore. Like you're sitting at the computer and you're like, I cannot type anything. That is when I usually default to doing just like audio messages or recordings so that you can then later transcribe it. Because there's sometimes where you can't articulate what's in your head on paper and you just need to speak it out loud. So 
I'm cheap. You can like record an audio message and send it off to Rev and they'll transcribe it for you for like a dollar a minute. I just use the voice to text on my iPhone because that's super easy. And I'll just start speaking out these things or even speaking out just bullet points or outlining a chapter so that then it's all written down and I don't actually have to be sitting and typing and working. And somehow it feels like it's way less work when you do it that way, even though then you have to go back and edit what was transcribed. But it, it, makes you, I guess you're able to get the thoughts out of your head. Totally. Clearer and faster than if you're sitting there and trying to write it and get it in the perfect way. No, that makes sense. And what I did was we were driving a lot. We were always driving a lot. And whenever (laughs) I was writing my, uh, the RV entrepreneur book, and I, I don't know if you remember, but there were periods of time when we're driving where I was like, I'm just going to like do voice to text right. and I would just do recordings of it. And I don't mind shelling out like a dollar a minute for Rev. So I actually did send it to Rev mm-hmm. and you can get like a $10 free discount the first time you use it. But uh, that was really helpful for me. I write better, like I get my thoughts out better on paper, but I felt like I wanted to make the most of my time. And so I tried right. to just dig into, I wasn't as good at it, but it did help me. But for some, some just people, get out there. that's that's the easier way to write. Yeah, A lot of people that write books that aren't necessarily writers, that's how they'll write it. And totally. then they'll hire a ghostwriter. Yeah, or whatever. that sounds awesome. I'd like to get to that level. All right, the fourth <laughs> thing to help you get words on the paper is to not edit while you write. And this is really me preaching to myself because I edit so much while I write. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just always trying to remind myself to get words on the paper is I just need to get them out there and get the message out there as much as I can. And sometimes I feel like I try to be too fancy. Like I'm trying to be, instead of just writing with my own voice and trying to, you know, just share something honest and real that's helpful and help somebody because your book was very practical, self-help guide, not really self-help, self-help RV maybe, if that's even a thing. Um, I don't think that's a category It's not a category. (laughs) I just made that up. Uh, But the point being is like, you you help coach me on this to not edit while I write, to just mm-hmm. get it out there on the paper and you can always come back and tweak it later uh, because I will sit sometimes into the computer for 30, 45 minutes and get like two paragraphs on the paper uh, right. because I've deleted it 20 times. Whereas it'd be better just to get it all out there and if it's garbage, then I can come back and revise lots of it later. But usually it's not that bad. And the best thing, like if this is something you struggle with, there's a book called Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. It's probably one of the best books on writing that there is. That's the one that everyone always recommends. Can I cuss on the podcast? Sure. Well, that's not convincing. I mean, I guess it's I've done bad, it a few it's times. It's a bad word. Okay. But, hey, don't say F word. No, not that. that word. She has a chapter and it's like a really well-known article called uh, like Write Shitty First Drafts. Oh, that's not bad. Because there's this idea that, you know, you want your writing to be perfect. Her, her philosophy and her teaching is that just get everything on paper and understand that what you write is going to totally suck mm. and be okay with that. Because once you kind of absorb that in your mind and you're like, okay, what I'm writing right now is totally terrible and I'm going to fix it later, but I just need to get it done. It sets expectations low instead of like having these lofty expectations that work against you pretty much. Yeah. And I feel like that's why it's essential to say like, I exported probably 27 different versions of my book before I sent the final one over to Amazon because as I would go through and reread it, I would find things that needed to be edited and needed to be Mm. fixed. And that's a huge part of writing and putting the best possible book out there is that editing process, but it doesn't belong in this time period when you're just writing and getting words on paper. I find like one of my final proofs that really helps is like, I'll go through and read what I've written and Mm -hmm. I would just, I would, it would come out loud and I would be like, Oh, like say it, say it out loud. loud. I'm like, I don't talk like that. That sounds stupid. You know, I need to change that. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's the last tip that you would suggest? Limit distractions. Heath. 
Like me. Yes. Like making sure your husband wears headphones. If he's going to go watching a ton of YouTube videos while you're trying to write. Um, For me, the do not disturb function on the Mac, if you have a Mac computer, Mm -hmm. it is so amazing. And I actually, so there's a scheduler in your settings so you can schedule. I schedule for my do not disturb to be on all the time because I don't want people texting me or Facebook notifications or whatever stuff is going to pop up to then distract my mind. And then I go off and then you start thinking like, oh, I need to reply to this person or, oh, I need to get this stuff done. And it pulls you out of that writing mindset. Yeah. One of the things I've seen you do that is probably one of the best things for your productivity that's ever happened. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that you were bad about it before that, but one of the things that you've done is you downloaded the Facebook plugin, that the news Facebook newsfeed blocker. Yes. Newsfeed eradicator. It's a Chrome extension. So you can just Google that. And my friend Chris actually recommended it to me and it replaces your newsfeed with an inspirational quote. And every single time you go back to to Facebook.com, it's a different quote. So sometimes I do refresh and just read all the quotes because they're great. But it's it's so good if you're one of those people that, you know, sometimes you get stuck writing or stuck on whatever you're working on and you just want like, I just need a distraction. And you go to Facebook and you you lose 20 minutes because you just realize you're scrolling through and you're like, oh, so-and-so had a baby. So-and-so got married. I'm so distracted. Who cares? But- yeah, no newsfeed for me because I wasted too much time. And it's been Huge. really, really helpful. So this is kind of like a bonus uh, tip that it wasn't part of our five, but I did want to just throw it out there because it was really helpful for me, mm-hmm. which was I pre-sold uh, my first book, The RV Entrepreneur. And I felt like that was really helpful because I know one of my struggles is I'll just push things off until the last possible time and, and, then, and then I'll push it off some more. But actually getting <laughs> people to pay for the book and say that they really wanted it and it was going to be valuable for them. I had a date that I was obligated to get it done for them. And it forced me like I, it was the same reason why, you know, I signed up for the half marathon. Cause I was like, if I don't force myself into doing this, I'm not going to get it done. Right. Uh, and so to me having that hard date, which I was, for, and that doesn't have to be pre-selling it. It could be like you're paying an editor or somebody to come up and just give you a good punch in the gut. You know, if you don't finish your book on time, that, that may be like a weirder that extreme. That could be like a service. Yeah. On Craigslist, <laughs> I will punch you if you miss your book deadline. I think I saw that on New Girl, actually. Somebody did that, but <laughs> Nick did that to finish his book, a lady to like punch him. Seriously? It's hilarious. Okay. Anyway, so that's all of the writing <laughs> tips. And hopefully a few of these were really helpful. Uh, taking a little break. Cut this out, Melanie. Thank you. Where what? So that's all that we have for writing tips. Hopefully some of these were helpful for you guys. Is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, there's more in the show notes page. Yeah, go to the show notes page on our website. Alyssa's been doing kind of mo- old. Alyssa's been doing longer form blog posts for each of the show notes for this series. So if you want to go back and check out any of the things that we've referenced, any of the apps or any of that good stuff, go to heathandalyssa.com and click on podcasts and you can find the show notes there. So that was episode four in the series. We have one more coming out. What's the next thing that we're talking about in the last episode? We're going to talk about the launch, the most stressful time of your life. It's going to be great. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll see you guys next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. Peace out.